What's going on, everybody? We're back with the Real Bodybuilding Podcast, episode number 59, and I am here with Mr. Quentin Aria. Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah, you said it perfectly. How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. So uh, we talk a lot about you on this podcast, and it's all good stuff, don't worry, but uh, your name constantly is coming up, and I don't think enough people know who you are because you're still fresh in the sport. So I thought I'd get you on for a couple of reasons. One, kind of give people an idea who you are. And two, you're getting ready for New York coming up, right? Oh, yeah. One, eight, eight, no, seven days away. So Seven days, man. You, yeah. see, you look like you're feeling okay. How are you doing? Um, it's funny. Like, every day is different. Like, yesterday was like a hard day. Yesterday felt like it was like 100 hours in that day. Yeah. It was a rest day, though. Uh, I was so tired. I napped like pretty much every couple hours. I just like... It's weird. And then I woke up today and I had a lot of energy. I killed my cardio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just like excited to get this, the day started. So it's just kind of like weird. Is that how – I know in my preps I have a lot of ups and downs. Is your preps like that or are you pretty even keel? Like some days you're great, some days you're shit. Some hours you're great and then some hours you're like is – your, is your, do you rise and fall kind of like that or no? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I fall more than I rise, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you got a good, you got a good support team around you. So you're over there at Pure Muscle and Fitness. You're training with Dorian. Dorian's your coach. Dorian Hamilton's yeah. your coach. And, uh, you know, you're there training with Cody and Frank and Antoine. And you got a really good support team. So even on your, on your down days, you're pretty good, right? Like you got, you got the people around you to pick you up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like for me, it's not really down, like, in terms of, like, being sad. It's more so down in terms of, like, my, yeah. like, reactiveness to everything. Like, I just go to the gym and, like, I just, I have no, like, I can't talk. Like, go to the gym, I don't say a word. I just head nod and I'm just waiting for the workout to start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You think, and I, I know I meant, like, energy levels down. I didn't mean sad, but oh, okay, do, yeah. do you think having those guys around you has helped you propel your career? Like, do you think you'd be in the same place if you didn't have that support system around you? No, no. I think it's, um, it was just, everything is so right in this predicament for somebody that wants to be a bodybuilder for people that are bodybuilding. So it's, uh, I just don't see how there could have been any other predicament that would have made me what I am right now or better. Yeah. Like a different, like the, the formula you have, I mean, because I, when I was living in Toronto, I, you know, I was training with the guys a little bit. And on the days where you don't feel like training, you always think to yourself, well, Antoine's going to get in there and kill it. Or Dorian's not skipping a meal. Or, yeah. or Dorian's going to laugh at me if I eat a pizza tonight instead of eating my fucking chicken and rice. <laughs> and so it's got to be, um, I mean, especially at your age, like how old are you right now? I'm 25. Yeah, I mean, at 25, having like that, the seasoned kind of guys around you, it's got to be a major boost and a major help to you going into a show, especially in seven days. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely has been. I guess it, it's gotten to a point where I think I've been, we've been doing this together for like two years now. So it's, I, I've gotten used to it. It's just like my normality now. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I'm definitely blessed. And it's, it's like one of those things when you surround yourself around like a certain like quality or certain group of people, like you're going to be similar to those people. Yeah. So because they're all very diligent, they're very hard workers, they got a lot of knowledge. Uh, I was just like in the perfect possible situation I could be in. Yeah. So where, let's go back to your history a little bit for those people who don't know you. And you know what, really quickly, I'm going to show people 
who you are, who you are, just so people know kind of, I've talked about you on the podcast many times. People may have heard me. I've said things like Quentin has a, the potential to be a Mr. Olympia. Quentin has potential to be top five at the Olympia. I've said, okay, so I want to show people who you are. This was taken when? Oh, this was taken, I think, uh, this past Sunday. Okay, this is incredible. You know that, right? Like, do you know that? Oh. Do, you, do you know 25 year olds don't look like this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this is, yeah, I mean, this is, what's your, what's your most recent photo on here? Uh, this, this one, the this one, one, the two most muscular. Yeah. When, when is this from? That's from two days ago. What do you think your weak point is, Quentin? What do you think, what do you think you're going to need? Do you think you're going to, actually, let's, let's go back. Let's go, let's say this. What do you think? Do you think you can win New York? Um, like, I, I, I think it's definitely possible. Like I'm training, I'm doing this to win. Like I yeah. only... I'm only going there for New York. I don't have a backup plan. Like I'm not looking to get to the Olympia on points. Uh, my goal is to win New York. And if I don't, like I'm okay with that. Then it mm -hmm. just means I need to go to the drawing board and be better for next year. Okay. The, but, the reason I asked you that is yeah. kind of leading towards something. I was going to ask you, what do you think? Like when I look at that photo, I think to myself, there's no weak points on this physique. Yeah. What, do, what do you think would be something that they could point to and go, we need to, he needs to fix this? Or oh, the do, back. <laughs> you think the back? Yeah, I think like lats, like definitely the back, uh, hamstrings. Uh, Let's see if there's a, is there a back shot in here we can show people? I mean, there's a quarter um, turn, quarterback oh, shot. The, the red, the, uh, oh, the one up ahead. With the, oh, okay, there. there we go. I mean, that's not, you, you've definitely brought that up a lot. That's uh, a... Yeah. And your hand, what do you mean your hamstrings? Your hamstrings are great. Your hamstrings are great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're okay. Well, I, I mean, they could be better. And you break the myth. I mean, you say black guys don't have calves, and I see you got pretty good fucking calves here. So, um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, enough, enough. Uh, I, I'm not trying to fanboy. I'm just trying to show people the level of like uh, genetics you have is above and beyond, especially for a 25 year old. So, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in New York. I'm looking forward to seeing you stand next to everybody. But tell everyone kind of where you came from. What was your first show? How did this all start for you? Okay. So I came from a, a, a city close to Toronto called Markham. Yeah. And I started training when I was like 17, 18. Uh, by the time I was 19, I was training at a good life, like a commercial gym in Canada. Yeah. And I was making fast results. I, I just thought I was working harder than everybody, but like I was making yeah. results pretty quick. Everyone was like, damn, like, do you compete? People started asking me if I competed. Yeah. Uh, I met another young bodybuilder and he told me he did like junior category and he just won his class, whatever. So I'm like, all right, I'll try it out. So yeah. uh, I had like a little party phase, like a little, I raved for like, two months or something and then then that was it <laughs> that's two months that's it two months yeah yeah then that was it i'm like i gotta get serious man like there's yeah. this show at the end of you're in the middle of november so that this was in the summer so i think from august to november i just prepped myself for this uh show and I, my posing was shit i didn't i didn't even know how to flex my glutes yeah. i didn't there's still a lot of things i didn't know but i went in and i won my category that's awesome and then i'm like I'm like, damn, that was actually pretty fun. So yeah. <laughs> I decided to keep what did doing. you what did you find fun about it? Was it the actual being on stage? Was it winning? Was it the process? Like what was the most fun thing about it that you can remember? What kept you going? 
I think the, the, the most fun was how hard it was. Like it was probably mm-hmm. the hardest thing that I've done. And I've played a lot of team sports yeah. and uh, it, it sucks when you lose because of other people, like if you're like a good football player, but the rest of your team sucks or whatever. But like when you're completely in control of, you know, yourself in victory, yeah. it's just different. So to go through that 12 to 15 week, whatever, and then uh, when it was just, you know, it was cool to win. It was yeah. cool to have people like cheering for you and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I just knew that I could be so much better. So how old, instantly, how, how old were you at that time? Like uh, 19, you said 18, 19. I was, I was 20 when I did my first show. So, so you're 20. So yeah. you said your party phase lasted two or three months. And I'm, yeah. and I'm, I'm laughing because my party phase lasted like six years. Oh yeah. And I want to know, yeah, I, I think I raved all through like my fucking early twenties, but um, how, at that age, how did you know that like you had to get serious? Like why most, most people don't, most guys I know, especially like even myself, when we start bodybuilding, they just bodybuild and they keep partying on the weekends and shit like that. And yeah. How did you know to just, where did the maturity come from? Just say, fuck it. I'm done. I'm, I'm focusing on this. I think it's just like my, my dad is from Nigeria and my mom's from Jamaica. So they have that immigrant mentality yeah. and they were always like pretty at one time. My dad was pretty strict on me. And when I was partying, I mean, I had a lovely time. I had a wonderful time. Hmm. But I was always leaving with headaches or, like, like body aches. My pockets were empty. I'd lose a lot of money. And I had to sit down, and I'm like, you're losing a lot, and you're gaining nothing from this. So yeah. I wanted to put forth my energy, time, money into something where I could actually get something back. Wow. That's, uh, that's crazy, man. No, I don't know any... 19 or 20 year olds that think like that they're just like ah, i lost all my money let's do it again next weekend that's kind of how like most people think so that's like a really like a well thought out you know mature thing to think like this isn't getting me anywhere so anyway so you're 20 you win your first show and you you did your own diet what'd you die like how did you diet what did you know how did you know what to eat oh my god that was the problem like i, I didn't know there yeah. were like i tried um that whole year was like a trial and error process of different diets. I tried keto. Yeah. Yeah. I tried like uh, intermittent fasting. Yeah. And I think close to like when I was around eight weeks out, I realized I'm like, damn, I'm not really losing much weight. Yeah. So like, I right, let me just kill cardio. So I started doing like an hour to two hours of cardio every day. <laughs> and I would like no carbs. It was just like super oh, no. like gross. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it worked. It worked. Yeah, it it yeah. worked. <laughs> What was your uh, what was your weight at your first show? Do you remember? Yeah, it was one ninety seven. Okay, that's that's still good for your first show, man. Um, and how, t- <laughs> how tall are how tall are you? Like six feet, five eleven? Um, six one. Six one. Okay, so you're a big yeah. dude. What do you weigh right now? Right now, I weigh about two sixty six. Dude, so you put on you've literally put on like seventy pounds of muscle almost. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so. I don't know if you want to get into this or not. We don't have to, but you were natural. Yeah. You were natural for a very long time, right? Yeah, yeah, I was. So after after your, because I get this question all the time from people, like, "Oh, can you turn pro naturally? Can you just do do this naturally?" Mm-hmm. Blah, blah blah. So I find that part of your your journey like really interesting. So uh, you did the first show. Then what happened after that? After you won your first juniors? So I, I won the juniors at the at the King Kong uh, Naturals. Yeah, and then. The next year, provincials was coming up, and I was qualified. This is back when there was a provincials, you know, yeah, fun yeah, time. Yeah. So uh, I, I, it came to my attention. Somebody brought to my attention that 
hey, you can't turn pro if you are a junior. Like, they don't give it to juniors. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I at least want to have the chance to win, to try and win. So I decided to jump into a random regional show before the provincials. Yeah. And I – what did I do? Yeah, so I just did the men's category. And I, I got smoked because I was I worked with a coach for, like, three weeks. Yeah. And it's funny because – I got myself into pretty good shape on my own. And then those three weeks, the coach got me into worse shape. Uh, I'm not going to name any names, <laughs> but uh, you, you definitely know who that person is. You went backwards? Uh, huh? You went backwards in your prep? Oh, I went backwards, man. I was so mad. Like, that okay. was so good. So then the two weeks before Provincials, I just did it on my own again. and just. So like, wait a minute. Like, wait a, so wait a minute. At that show where he messed you up, did you qualify? You qualified, though. You placed yeah. in the top. So yeah. you placed in the top three. You qualified for Provincials. Yeah. And, and then okay. now you, sorry, go ahead. I got a funny, see at that time, I think it was top five that were qualified for yeah. provincials. Yeah. And, uh, it, I was a heavyweight bodybuilder. That's natural. So there's only like two, three people in the class. Yeah. 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 So it's like, regardless, everybody's qualified. Okay. Okay. So you're good yeah. there. So, yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. Like, you decide to do the Ontario's by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I did it by myself. Okay. So how did you, what changes did you make between, regional and provincial and, and where did you end up at the show oh uh, i met this bodybuilder i think his name's tony wolf do you know who that is no no oh uh, he's, he's he was like a pro from he said the 90s or something he just gave me some advice i met him between that time he told me like asparagus is good for like pulling out water so i started eating asparagus like with my uh, meats yeah. and <laughs> he had that. i was practicing posing a little bit and uh, yeah, it was just like higher cardio, like lower carbs, but it wasn't as much cardio as the first prep I did. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and I threw asparagus in the mix. Something so like simple, so basic. And it, and it worked. Yeah, yeah. So I won my class. All right. Yeah. And you won your class at that. You won, you won your, your heavyweight class at the Ontario's? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you, and you're still natural at this point. Yeah, it's still natural. So this was the natural provincials. And then the natural nationals was eight months after that show. Okay, how'd you do there? I I won the overall for the juniors and for the men, so turned pro. <laughs> okay, so you turn pro, so you turn pro naturally through the natural stream. Yes, yes. And then you're like, okay, now I got to get serious. So, how's how? Do, what happens from there? Explain to me. So after I turned pro, well, first of all, uh, the coach that I had wasn't there, and this is kind of like a, just an interesting story. Uh, it's J Jason Green. He's a, he was a good coach. I learned so I learned so much from Jason Green. Yeah. Um, so he he wasn't there, and the Airbnb I was in, like the lighting was a little weird. So I took pictures, and I didn't look. I guess he couldn't really tell if I was in shape or something. I don't know. The pictures just didn't do me justice. So he was like upset with me, whatever, and he like had me eat more. So I was actually spilled over. I actually turned pro, and I wasn't at my best. I was like. Okay off yeah but uh that was just i don't know just like you know a combination of different circumstances so i was upset with how i looked yeah but i wasn't mad at jason yeah and uh at that point we had the opportunity to compete at worlds if you were the natural uh class winner right okay. so i was invited to compete at romania for the under 23 and i was also invited to compete in spain and i wanted to redeem myself i wanted to compete with the physique that I would be more proud of. Yeah. And from what I had heard, these shows were not natural. Okay. However, we were still supposed to be natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I did them anyways. And I think Spain was first. 
And when I did Spain, and the cool thing is it was also like this experience was a measuring stick because I got on that world stage and I saw a lot of like well-known like amateur bodybuilders. I met Blessing Awadubo there. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's cool. So he was, he, we were in the same class. Uh, we were in the super heavies. I yeah. managed to, I managed to make over 220. Yeah. And I think, uh, but it was, it was because of water loading. I wasn't actually 220 of uh, solid muscle. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I came like eighth there. So I, I, would, I didn't do that well. Why? And then, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Why, why the, you just wanted to redeem yourself? Like, I don't understand why go if you already got your pro card. Yeah. Okay. So this, sorry, I, I forgot to say this part for some reason yeah. with how it was with the CBBF and the IBB, they wouldn't give us our pro cards. They wouldn't let us apply for them until after the world events. Oh, okay. So at that point it's like, well, you're technically still an amateur until these shows are done. So I'm like, well, yeah. If I'm still an amateur, I'm going to compete at these shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like, I wanted, I didn't, I just didn't like my stage picks from the national. So I wanted, like, you know, just to, I wanted to be proud of the, the pictures that I had. Sure. So, yeah, I went to Spain and, yeah, I got smoked, which was expected. And in Romania, I came fourth out of, out of uh, 10 guys, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, I realized I was like better than a lot of guys. So I'm like, you know what? Like if I'm natural and I could beat these guys, like, yeah. And they're my age. Like if I start something, yeah, I'll probably be really good. Yeah. So, so after, so then after that, you got your pro status. Mm -hmm. So yeah. When was it after you got your pro status and after that show, you decided, you know what? I got to do, I got to do what everybody else is doing. Yeah. It, it still took me some time because I was always against the use of PDs for myself. Yeah. Uh, and, and the reason is because of my genetics. Yeah. Uh, people would always accuse me of using steroids. Yeah. So yeah. I had a negative relationship with steroids right off the bat because instantly when I was 18, 19 years old, people would tell me I'm a Reuter, that I'm yeah, on the yeah. juice. So I, I started to resent the use of steroids. So I'm yeah. like, I'm never going to use it. Because yeah. just to kind of prove it to the people that have been, you know, but uh, I finally came to my senses, I think, th that the spring. So it took like after the worlds, like six to seven more months. Yeah. And then I decided this is what I wanted to do. And I wanted to, to go all the way. I didn't just want to, you know, I didn't want to do classic. I want to yeah. be an open bodybuilder. What, did, um, did, what influence did you have at like? So I remember the day I decided I wanted to make it my career. It was kind of like a big yeah. deal, but it was more in my head. Like I didn't announce it to the world. Cause like, it's kind of a scared thing, scary thing to announce to people. You're like, you know what? I'm going to be a pro. I'm going to make money. Cause yeah. people are like, you're ridiculous. You know, pros don't make money mm. and, and you're not going to be a pro. You're just a little guy. <laughs> so in, but in my head, I had decided after my second show, I'm like, I was after, I remember it was after my second show. I'm like, I want to do this for a living. Yeah. So when, what was the influence or what was the point? Was it after that second world show where you were like, you know what, I want to make this like, where, where was that point for you? Uh, it was, it was during that period after the worlds, after worlds. And, uh, and when I started during that period, I was working, hacking away at like good life. I was working at good life and people would always tell me. And I also knew I'm like, well, like, like I'm a, I'm an IPB pro, you know, like 
I'm a young guy. I could have a bright future. Like, why am I wasting time at this job? Like, they're, they're, it's not paying enough. I'm spending way too much time here. And I just felt like my worth was just so much more than what I was investing my time into. So uh, at that point, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to attempt it. At least I'm going to attempt to, 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 to make it a career. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But yeah. it, at least if I try, I will know if I'm going to fail or succeed. But if I don't mm -hmm. try, then I already fail. Mm -hmm. So I decided to give it a go in that, that spring. And it's funny because I met Dorian at your show okay. in 2018. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because we, we followed each other online and, yeah. uh, you know, had a brief conversation before. So I met Dorian and Antoine there. Yeah. And I, I still remember the interaction because Antoine was like two weeks out of a show. His face is all like, you know, <laughs> and he's like, what? You're natural? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like eh. cause at this point I did my first shot. I think I yeah. just started the week before. So I was like, well, I'm like, I, I, I explained it to him afterwards, yeah. but yeah, I was still technically, yeah, like, yeah. I didn't look like I was on anything yet. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, yeah, so it was just like such a cool experience, and then we instantly got connected and instantly started training like the next day. It was just it just fit for you automatically. Yeah, yeah, like it was like it was foreign because like you know I didn't really know them; they didn't really know me. But uh, yeah. you know, it was just about the business of bodybuilding. Yeah, and uh, you know that was a language that I that I speak fluently. So <laughs> it's funny you said that because well, there's two things I want to get back to, but well, first I want to go into a deeper meaning of your decision to be a pro. Yeah. I know you, I know you said like, so we kind of glossed over it a little bit. You kind of said, you kind of said, well, I, I want to do it. If I don't do it, you know, I'll regret not doing it. So I might as well do it and see where it goes. Yeah. That seems a little bit like easy chill. It's like easy going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember the decision in my mind and I, I just want to ask you is that it was the decision in your mind Privately, I'm not talking outwardly to anybody. Privately, yeah. in your in your head, were you like, you know what, I want to be one of the best in the world? Did you ever say that to yourself, or were you just like, was it a very measured, like, I just want to try it out and see? Um, yeah, no, you're you're right. I, it's I I believe that I could be one of the best in the world, and it's okay. it's not to disrespect other people that are doing no. it, but you know, I I pay close attention to a lot of bodybuilders and like their origins, how they looked when they were younger. And I just thought that at my age, the position I was in and like, you know, what I had accomplished at that point, I felt like, you know what, like I, I really could be able to accomplish a yeah. lot here. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, I'm just trying to touch on it because I think it's an important factor because I think there are a lot of people that want to turn pro, but they never really make that decision in their mind. They kind of mm -hmm, like, yeah. they, they kind of like, they keep doing shows and they keep doing shows, but they never really like, they never really commit to it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. I'm just asking you because I think all of us at this level, at some point in time decided, this is what I want to do. There's, there's yeah. all I wanted. And not that I'm going to be better than anybody else. It's not really about mm -hmm. anybody yeah. else. It's just about, yeah. I love what I'm doing. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. So it's like a really, uh, a much deeper commitment than just, I'm going to try it out and see how it goes. You know, it's, yeah, like a, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's something, it's something like, uh, yeah. I feel, I guess I feel, I guess what I'm trying to say is I feel like I don't think you would be in the position you were in right now. Yeah. If, it, if it was that nonchalant. Yeah. 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 No, it was, it was a huge decision for me to make. It was, 
because yeah, it was just something I was always. I, I had it programmed in my mind that you know I would never touch gear, blah blah blah. So it was that was like the biggest battle. To I felt like I was being a hypocrite by doing it. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, people change, people evolve, people grow, they mature. So it was just a part of my maturing process. And uh, as I said, when I cut out like alcohol, like like I probably since I was twenty, I probably drank like less than like eight times, seven times. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I've been very disciplined. So I was, when I referred to my lifestyle, I was already living and doing things that a pro body would, bodybuilder would do. Like every yeah. cheat meal I had back then, I would factor in like, okay, is there X amount of protein, blah, blah, blah. I was using like chromium before I had certain meals. Like yeah. I was very diligent and on point. So I said, you know, like I'm already living the lifestyle yeah. Uh, so like, I need to, I need to go all the way. Yeah. It's funny. I don't think the average person realizes that we're not, we're not like, I don't know about you, but I'm not like excited that I got to do gear. It's just, for me, it's like, for me, it's a piece of the puzzle that has to be there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's almost like, yeah, yeah. cause I never, like, I was like you, I never did it. Like before I started competing, mm -hmm. I never, I never, I had friends who would do it. You know, they were just because they wanted to be big at the bar, they were bouncers or whatever, and they were, or they wanted to look good at the beach. Yeah. I never, I never did it for any of those reasons. It was only when I started competing that I was like, okay, this is a tool of this trade. And yeah. if I don't, if I don't use this tool, I can't stand with these other guys. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like it's a different decision when you factor it into the equation as like, it's part of, it's one of the tools of your job that you need. Yeah. So yeah it's a little different than just saying, yeah, I just did it cause I want to look good. Or I want to look, you know, good at the bar yeah. or whatever. So, mm -hmm. um, so Antoine and so Antoine and Dorian take you kind of under their wing. Are at that point, mm -hmm. are you, are you just like a sponge and you're like, I'm just gonna do whatever they say, or do you have your own, like you bring your own kind of thing to it? Man, I was, yeah, I was like a sponge at yeah. this point with the left, with what they've been around, like, I have never been around people that were that like into bodybuilding, yeah. you know, so I, I just really knew nothing. So I just, I, I just uh, took out my notepad and, you know, took notes. <laughs> Start eating. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So where, what have you done so far as a pro? What, what shows have you done as a pro? I have done the Toronto pro in 2019 where I placed fifth okay. and I did Vancouver pro where I placed sixth. So those, so those two shows you did last year, that's the first time you competed as a pro? Yes. Holy shit. Jesus Christ, Quint. How old are you? So you were 20, 23 last year or 24? How old are you? I, I just turned 24 when I did Toronto. So yeah. Okay, that's insane, man. Because I remember seeing those shows and you're, you're like, the structure is there. Obviously, you just need some time mm -hmm. to, to get a little bit thicker. So this year, I think I saw one of Dorian's posts. He said you put on 12 pounds. Yeah, yeah. So... Obviously, obviously, you're expecting to be able to stand with everybody this year and not not kind of be the slimmer guy on stage. No, no, sir. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm expecting to. <laughs> not, <laughs> not. <laughs> what uh, What's the goal this year? The goal is to get the Olympia. Is that your ultimate goal? You just want to get on that Olympia stage? You know, honestly, my goal is to. It, it's weird. Like I haven't. I don't allow myself to think too much past September 5th, which is the New York Pro. Yeah. Uh, I just want to do as good as possible. I want to look as good, present my physique as best as I can on that date. And uh, in terms of what is to happen next, like the Olympia competing against Dexter, Phil, man, that would be a dream come true. <laughs> you know, 
Okay. But at the same, at go ahead. same time, yeah. sorry, go on. No, 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 go ahead, sir. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. Uh, at the same time, like, <clears throat> if I don't win, but I have a good showing, I will still be happy. Yeah. And I'm 25, you know, like, I'm going to be in the sport for a very long time. And uh, I've been running things for quite some time. I had a small break in the spring. But, you know, with COVID, everything's been elongated. Yeah. So in my mind, the smart, a smart thing to do would be to compete, shut it down, and then improve for the next season. Yeah. You know, hopefully the, the schedule is more like on point next year. Normally. So I, I would be okay with any sort of outcome. So if I qualify for the Olympia, I'm definitely doing it. Yeah. But if not, uh, you, you know, you best believe I'm going to aim to put on another 10 to 12 next year. <laughs> so you're not, so you're not thinking to yourself, if I don't win, I want to get back and do like Chicago or California or any of the other shows. Are you just thinking just this one and see how it goes? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like if I'm, the funny thing is, it's so hard to gauge how good you are, how you're going to stand against certain people or anybody for that matter in bodybuilding. Before Toronto Pro, I thought like, fuck, I might come dead last at the show. I thought I was skinny. I thought I was small. Like people, other bodybuilders were telling me, yeah, you should do classic instead of open. So I was like, I, the, the general consensus that was that I was a little guy. Yeah. And then I went in there and I actually didn't look small in Toronto at least, no, no. you know, so I looked, I looked a lot better than I thought. So I, I feel like just focusing on whatever's in front of me is, is the best thing that I could do right now. Where, okay. I don't even know if you can answer this question, but yeah. I'm listening to you talk and I don't feel like I'm talking to a 25 year old. Like it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh you see, you're just very measured. Like, most people at 25 would be overwhelmed or overcome by the gravity of what they're doing. You know, you have a, you have a good, like at 25 years old, you already have a good sponsor. You're sponsored by HD muscle. You have a good team of people around you. You are getting ready for the New York pro, which is one of the bigger shows in bodybuilding. And it seems like you're taking it all in stride. You're like, yeah, if I don't win, I'll just put on more size in the back. Most people are, are like most 25 year olds, most 30 year olds are, not uh as measured yeah when they when they're thinking of their career or thinking about going to a show or thinking about winning or losing it's just how do you keep this level of calm because i notice it even when you train like when i was with when i was with you guys i was with you guys a couple weeks ago and we were all training and i noticed even in your training you're you're not your emotions aren't there like you're very emotionless you're very like uh even keel about things you're very chill yeah where does that where does that come from in your business and in your training and in like where does that even attitude come from? That's Just, a that's a that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, is that something is that something your parents instilled in you? Or is that something that you just don't let your emotions get the best of you? Just because it seems like you're very there's no not very many highs and lows. You're just very like good. Yeah, I think um, hmm. like it, it's it's hard to say. Uh, I don't know. I think maybe it's just something that I developed like, like into my early adulthood. Yeah. Like it was just like a, a, a way that I found to internalize things and just be more at peace with, mm-hmm. with, with everything, whether it's good, bad, black or white. Like I just, I've, I, I found out how to take things more in stride and in bodybuilding it helps because when you're not like as stressed, I feel like you progress better. Yeah. hundred percent. 
So you have the New York Pro coming up, and there's some really, you know, some vets in the sport. You got John De La Rosa, Patrick Moore, um, Max Charles. Mm-hmm. That none of that stresses you out at all. You're like you're standing with some of some of the guys that've been around for a long time. You're like, yeah, I'm just gonna go do my shit. Like you don't care. Oh no, man, not at all. Not at all. Uh, Antoine's doing it too. I'm pretty sure. Is he? Yeah, I think he's I, jumping in. All right. So is that is that comforting knowing your buddy's doing it? Uh, honestly, I'm like, I'm neutral to it. Like it's yeah. whether he was doing it or not. Like I'd, I'd be, I'd be chill. Like it, it's cool because I'm happy that he's gonna get the chance to compete. Yeah. Because I know he with his injury last year, and uh, I think he was three, four weeks out when COVID hit this year. So it's like you know he kept get, getting close, and then boom, was yeah, taken away. Happened. So yeah. I'm definitely happy that he's gonna compete, but. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't bother me. Like, I know how good Max Charles, Patrick Moore, uh, John De La Rosa. I mean, D- John De La Rosa beat me in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. But I, I know just how good these guys are, but it, it, it doesn't, like, it, it excites me. That's why I chose the New York Pro. So, the ner- so, the, so you know, it's funny because I have Ian on here sometimes, and me and Ian mm-hmm. talk about, like, the pressures of bodybuilding, the nerves that mm-hmm. are bu- built by competition and winning and contracts and all these other things, and it seems like you're just like, yeah, I'm going to go and have fun. I don't care. There's no, you don't seem to succumb to the pressure or the expectations. No, because I think that if you just focus more on enjoying the process, yeah. if you show up at your best, whether you're stressed about winning or whether you're just having a good time, if you look the same on show day and you're better than everybody else, you're going to win. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like – Worrying isn't going to do anything good for you. So I just feel yeah. like, yeah, I just wish, stay in the moment. I wish I had your mindset 15 years ago. Fuck. Um, <laughs> so let me ask you, how's it, what's it like competing with a friend though? Cause you and Antoine are close. You guys train together mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, yeah. you live in the same fucking house. So yeah, yeah. what is that? I mean, obviously you want your buddy to do well, but you want to do well too. So explain to people the dynamic of how that works in your mind or when you're training in the gym or anything like that yeah well i mean again if antoine wasn't around like i wouldn't be doing this like who knows if i would have been here right now so he's definitely him and dorian are uh they're they're the reason why i'm here yeah so if antoine were to beat me i'd be happy i would be happy that it was antoine you know what i mean i'd be i'd be ecstatic for him yeah. We don't really, I don't really have like much of a competitive nature towards Antoine, towards my friends. Like, of course, I'm going to the show and I want to win. And when I found out he was doing the show, you know, I didn't like, ah, oh, darn, like this, I still want to win. Like, I want to beat the guy, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's exciting. You know, it creates like a little bit of hype around the gym, like, and there's no negative energy at all. It's not like yeah. I go to the gym, we see each other train, we give each other cut eye. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, let's do this. <laughs> what's it like? What's it like being coached by the guy who's coaching your competition? Because Dorian, um, Dorian coaches. For those of you who don't know it, there Dorian coaches both Antoine and Quint and a host yeah. of a host of other bodybuilders. But at this show, he's 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 coaching both guys that are competing against each other. So. What do you think it's like for him or how do you, how do you, does it bother you at all? Like, do you care at all that he's coaching your competition? It doesn't matter, right? No, 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 no. Like the only thing that like, not really concerns me, but you know, I just hope that he's okay to deal with like, I've never been 
with him when he had to deal with like other people, right? So I just hope that it doesn't like he doesn't feel too stressed dealing with both of us. But uh, yeah, no, it's it doesn't bother me that he's coaching my competition. Like he coaches Regan too, and I'm sure at some point I'll compete against Regan. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't phase me. Um, is there any any friendly rivalry games you guys play in the gym together? Like. You and you and Antoine, do you have any shit that you you guys give each other shit leading up to the show? Is there something that you guys do to kind of maybe not get under each other's skin, but kind of like you know let the other guy know you're watching, let the guy know you're there? No, no, it's it's so like it's so friendly. Like you yeah. wouldn't even think that we're competing against each other. Like we're yeah. we work like such a, a team, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, for me, I couldn't. I wouldn't want to start those jokes because like I'm just somebody that I'm very respectful to my elders yeah. and not to say that it's really disrespectful by it. If he was like a younger guy, maybe I'd crack jokes and be like, dude, I'm going to beat you or I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's just not right coming from me because I'm a younger guy. So yeah, I can, I can see that. I guess I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it maliciously, but yeah, I, I guess I can see what you're saying though. I mean, if he's, he's been around for a long time and he kind of brought you in, yeah, yeah, I guess it, I guess it would be a little, it would be distasteful to all of a sudden start that kind of thing. Yeah, I get it, I get it. Um, so, at the Olympia, where do you see yourself? I know that's a big, big statement, and I know you're not looking forward. But just if hypothetically we had to look forward, and you do well at the New York, and you win, and you move on to the Olympia, where does like there's a lot of hype around you, man? It's like Quentin could be this, Quentin could be that. Where does where do you see Quentin like? either this year or next year, like where do you see yourself at the Olympia? Do you see yourself if you qualified this year, do you see yourself in the top 10? Like, where do you see yourself? Well, Oh, that's a, an interesting question to answer because of the travel ban. So there's a lot of guys that might not be able to compete at this year's Olympia. So if I make it, I think a top 10 is possible if certain people don't show up. Of course, if it's stacked, if we got flex Lewis, uh, Phil Heath, Hadi Chupan, I really don't think Hadi's going to make it, though. Yeah. Uh, William Bonak, Roly Winkler. We've got everybody in the mix. The cracking the top ten is going to be hard. Yeah. But, um, you know, this year, even if I were to make the Olympia, this year would just be more so about enjoying the experience, you know. Yeah. And I think that actually contending, like my – like strapping down and really focusing on being a contender like that probably wouldn't happen for another two years maybe yeah yeah but i'm just being realistic yeah i I think i need to add more to my physique fill up more gaps get that back nice and thick but yeah i think that in terms of this year it would just be more about the experience next year uh depending on how it all plays out like if i do New York don't win, I have more times to improve for next year. So who knows? Maybe I'll crack the top 10 next year. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, I want to get into a little bit of X's of those just because it's a bodybuilding show. And a lot of people, they gave me shit because I had Patrick Moore on and we didn't talk about his prep at all. So give me a rundown quickly. Uh, You don't have to give me like every meal, but what is your diet like? And what is the hardest part of your diet? Let's say that. What what, what are your toughest days? Like you feel like are the shittiest days for you? So the funny thing and the cool thing about my coach, Dorian, is that when we're close to a show, it's very like uh, instinctive in the sense that I send him my check-ins and my weight. And based on that, like the program for that day will be different. Okay. Right? So it's not like a, the same program every day. Okay. So sometime for a period there 
were a lot of low days with double cardio. Yeah. And uh, it was definitely challenging. I think like 100 grams of rice and like four meals, like, I think, yeah, I think, I think that was it really. And a little bit of cream of rice in the morning. And when you're doing like 45 minutes of cardio, 35 at night, and you're training in the middle of the day, it's just like, you just feel like you're always doing something. I felt yeah. so busy. Yeah. Uh, it was hard to get myself to pose post-workout. Uh, that was definitely the hardest part. And in terms of the meals, like when the carbs are that low, I think close to like 100 to 120 grams of carbs. When you're like around 270, that's like absolutely that's not nothing. Good. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think the hardest part was finishing a meal. And then you finish the meal and you want to, you, you feel like you could eat that meal five times over <laughs> and still be hungry. <laughs> I would always, uh, I would always say to my wife while I was eating my meal, I'm like, I'm so hungry and I'd be eating like, <laughs> and I'm like, and you just know that you're going to finish the meal and it's not going yeah. satis- to satisfy oh, you no, at no. all. Yeah. No. So 120 grams of carbs is nothing for a guy your size. I'm, yeah. I'm doing about that too. And for, like you said, for a guy that's 270, it's like, less than half a gram per pound, which is like, fuck all. And you said something interesting that I wanted people to know too, is you set up your cardio in a way that you maximize fat burning. And I know some people are going to dispute this and you guys can dispute it if you want, but I agree with what Quinton's doing. It's something I always did in my career too. So you have your cardio in the morning on an empty stomach, right? Fasted, probably just some essential aminos or something. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then you, what do you do? You do like two or three meals and you go back and train. Yeah. Then two meals. Then I train. And then, like, for example, today I did 40 in the morning. Uh, and then immediately after the workout, I'm doing 20 minutes. So I'm training after. I'm going to have a meal here soon. Yeah. Time is probably in, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. But um, I'm going to have a meal here soon. Then I'm going to train and do 20 minutes. But a couple of weeks ago, I would train, and then there was no post-workout cardio. Yeah. But in between meal four and five, there was another – like the 35 minutes of yeah. cardio. And that's, that's what I was trying to get to. Like one of the most effective ways I found to burn fat was I would do my cardio in the morning on empty stomach. I yeah. would have like two or three meals and I would train with weights. And then I would have two or three more meals and then go back for my second cardio between meal mm-hmm. five and five and six. And I would kind of like that second cardio at, between after meal five would burn off all the carbs that I ate all day long. Yeah. Yeah. And in my last meal, I usually just had protein and fat in it. And I would go to sleep and I almost felt like I was burning all night long because that's because yeah. that second cardio. But I just, I think it's really interesting that you, I wanted people to kind of know how you broke up those three sessions because that's really, to me, the, the fastest way to get lean. Yeah. So did you notice the biggest chunk of fat loss in that block where you were doing that? I was just about to say that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so Dorian's giving you a new program. Well, not, I don't want to say a new program, but making changes to your program daily. Yeah. That's kind of invaluable. Like, I don't really know if you could find another coach that would do that. Cause one of the reasons I think you can do that is cause you're, you're together. You're like, you're there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how, like, that's extremely beneficial. So you're like, what do you do every morning? You're taking photos and you send them to them. Yeah. Yeah. Every morning. Cause I live in a basement. I yeah. have to go upstairs cause there's no like natural lighting down here. Yeah. I have to drag my ass upstairs, put the camera somewhere and just, <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, it's, it's funny because it's so hard to flex at that moment in the morning. I know. I know. I know. Everything's just dead. You're fucking half asleep still. Yeah. Yeah. So you send him off to him and then he sends back cardio, no cardio. Yeah. 
that's one thing too. That's one thing too that I don't think people realize is he he make does he make a lot of cardio changes? Yeah, yeah. Like it's not the same every day. Like for example, I think yesterday it was lower. The day before there was none. Yeah, I think that's funny. That's interesting because a lot of people don't realize that they make changes to their diet, but they never change their cardio. Mm -hmm. And I know that's one of the things that Dorian does is he he increases and decreases cardio and diet at the same time. So. Um, what about, are you doing a lot of fats or no? Uh, I have a salmon meal at night and I have a flank steak meal. Uh, they're both like, the so flank steak is meal five. The salmon is meal three, oh, sorry, meal six. And I have one egg in the morning. I don't think it's that, I mean, I don't think it's that much. I, I forget what the macros break down. It's to. very, that's not, that's not very much at all. And there's no added fat, really just the fat from your food. Yeah. Exactly. Um, which is, yeah. So I mean, it's working. The way you look is incredible. So when, so I'm going to let you go because I know you have to eat, but I want to ask you really quickly. So peak week is coming up. Yeah. Today's Saturday, tomorrow. When do you guys start like your, are you depleting right now before you start loading or how does that work? Uh, to be honest, <laughs> I don't know because it's such an instinctive process. Like I just, uh, I, I never really asked Dorian too much questions about programming and stuff. Yeah. Uh, based on what we did last year, I would say we'll probably deplete for a bit and then we'll slowly start to fill up. Yeah. But from, I mean, he added in cart like post workout cardio today. This is something I haven't done in a while. So maybe this is the beginning of the depletion phase. Yeah. But when I see him tomorrow, he'll probably talk more about it. So I'll get you know, more of an idea. You don't like to have, do you, do you like to have any input or are you just like, I'm going to let Dorian do this hundred percent. I'm going to just going to do what he tells me to do. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I usually don't give any input because I don't yeah. want to like seem like I'm a know-it-all. <laughs> <laughs> do you, are you even, are you one of those clients that doesn't even ask questions? You just like do what you're doing. Just, <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm nothing. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if like you were to ask Dorian how easy of a client I am, he'd say I'm like, one of the best because I don't there's nothing like I'll ask him questions like for example I guess because I'm getting really lean yes. my uh, my feet started blistering <laughs> so I'm like I'm like hey what do I do like it's yeah I, I don't know like I kind of don't want this to keep happening you know it's yeah, posing yeah. harder cardio harder yeah but those are the kind of the questions I ask because it's directly relates to me doing cardio and stuff yeah yeah um all right buddy we're gonna we're gonna wrap up because i know you have to eat but i want to ask one last question is the the beard gonna stay for the stage or no oh hell no (laughs) (laughs) why why you know i always wonder i always wonder why everybody shaves their beard right when they get on stage so you tell tell me tell me your reasoning behind that just so before For, for me it's very specific because i think some I don't know. I spoke to Ron Harris recently. He said I'm the youngest competitor doing the New York, and I think that it's important for me, being the younger guy, to go in with the element of youth. So if I have uh, this big beard, you know, I'm I'm already bald. So if I go in with this big beard, I'm gonna look like you know, like right. maybe I'm 35. That's so if right. I go in like, yeah, yeah, you're gonna go in, you're going baby face, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. a very good strategy, Quinn. I like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, listen, you know what I might do? And, and I don't know if you can do this or not, but mm-hmm. I might, uh, are you and Antoine, you're obviously not staying in the same hotel room, but you're probably staying in the same hotel, right? Yeah. I, I don't, it could be Airbnb or hotel, but I'm not too sure yet. All right. Well, if you guys are staying in the same place, maybe you guys can talk and I can get you guys on like the night before the show just to get one last like five minute, 10 minute interview 
yeah, see, yeah. To see to see how you guys are feeling like before the big day. Oh, of course, man. I'd yeah. be down. I'll, I'll right. let them know. All right, let them know. Maybe we'll we'll get we'll get we'll get it hammered out on the Friday before. Um, Quint, I wish you success in the next uh, seven eight days. I hope your the rest of your prep goes awesome. And uh, we're all looking forward to what you bring on stage in New York, dude. Thank you so much, Fouad. It's been an absolute honor to be on this podcast. And, uh, yeah, can't thank you enough. Is there anybody you want to thank or anything you want to say before we go? Uh, well, I'd like to thank Dorian, Noah, uh, my girlfriend, Belissa. Uh, I didn't know you had a girlfriend. We didn't even talk about that. We'll, have to talk oh, about we'll talk about it next time. We'll talk about it next time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. She's honestly, she's, she's amazing. She's great. Yeah. She, yeah. She's uh, complimented this whole like prep and quarantine process. Like it's made it so much more enjoyable for me. When did you so, get, when did you meet the, when did you get a girlfriend? I didn't remember. I didn't know you had a girlfriend. How long have you been together? Uh, since the spring, since COVID started. Pretty oh, okay. Much. That's why. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, I, yeah. I haven't. Okay. Well, that's cool, man. I didn't know that. We'll, we'll discuss relationships more next time. But okay, um, good. listen, in the meantime, get your meal in, have a good prep, and we'll, uh, we'll see you in New York. Thanks so much, man. All right. Talk to you All soon. Right, dude. Thanks, man. Take All it right. easy. Sure. Bye-bye.